Welcome to the Lulu Logic Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Lewis. We're back for another great edition. NBA playoffs start today. Right now, Denver and Utah are going at it. Two-point game with under a minute to go. Donovan Mitchell with 45 points, and he just shoots another jumper. 47 points. Man, this is fun. It's a battle in the bubble. Four games every day, probably for the next couple weeks. I hope all the series go to six, seven games so we can expand this NBA season because this bubble basketball has been amazing. But today on the podcast, we have one of the best cover corners you could find in football. This dude competed every play. Get in your face. He going to move those feet. And the dude always says he goes up for the ball. He always wanted to play the ball. Without further ado, hear it for yourself. This is the Lulu Logic Podcast. Today's guest is from Pacoma, California, and went to Pittsburgh State University. Then he made his way up north to the Hamilton Ticats, Montreal Alouettes, and the Calgary Stampeders. He finished his eight-year career as a two-time CFL All-Star with 21 interceptions. Now he's a defensive coordinator in California. Welcome to the show, Jeff Tiz Island. Tiz there. What's up, brother? What's up, doing? man? What's up, man? Well, first of all, I just want to correct you on a few things, if I may. Oh, go ahead, man. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, that's Pacoima. Pacoima. That's my hometown, Pacoima. Uh, now, last time I checked them interceptions was, I believe, at 29, not 21. Okay, 29. Okay, look. I, but then again, I, like I, I said, didn't, that's his last they time didn't have a, They didn't have a set trap for you, right? So it was like I had to go add up different years, <laughs> but it was missing 2009. Okay, 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 yeah. What happened yeah. in 2009? Oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get yeah. There. Because it, it had 2008, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13. And 13 was actually the last year, too, that it had on there. It had mm. you played in 14, 15, but then it didn't have your stats. So mm. I almost said over 20 interceptions. Oh, definitely over 20, baby. Definitely over 20. But then, you know, I just doubled down with the 21. <laughs> Appreciate you for correcting me, though. Either. Appreciate <laughs> you, you for correcting me, though. <laughs> can't short you eight interceptions, man, because, you know, what <sighs> you – could you understand, man, like – I think you're in 2008, you had four. 2010, you had four. 2011, you had four. Yeah. I think you had 12, 12. and two, or two and 12. And yes. then you had seven and 13. Seven and 13. Yeah, you yes. led the league in 13. Five, and seven. I had, yeah, I had five and 14. Okay, see yeah, then? That's where, that's where I started getting lost on the stats. Five and 14. I had one in Saskatchewan. I had one in Saskatchewan when I was out there. You know what the crazy part is? Like Wikipedia, it's uh, it's man-made, right? So people actually go on there and they can edit your Wikipedia. Yeah, so, definitely. Right. You know, um, so I don't know if you need to just tell somebody to go and edit yours in because there's not a lot of information about you on Wikipedia, my brother. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. <laughs> Get them. Hey, just go update your stats on Wikipedia. How many? T- you remember uh, how many tackles you had? Because you, you were, you. You were getting 30, 40, 50 tackles a year. Uh, to be honest, maybe, uh, man, Nick, uh, bro, 
You can pick a number. Tack, I, I'm a DD, bro. Tackling is not on my. That, that's not what I'm here to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you know, I tackle. Please don't get it twisted. Like, I, I, I have my tackle, but I'm going to get that rock back. And that's what I did. Now, you asked me that. I can, I can tell you all about the picks now. That's what I'm going to do to get that ball. And that's what I did. How you been doing with everything going on with, with COVID and everything? Has it affected anything going on in your life? Uh, not really, man. Not really. Not really. You know, <laughs> it's a trip. It's definitely a trip. It's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's very interesting. You know, I, I, I can go a whole lot deeper into it, but you know, I, that just, it'll go over a lot of people's heads. So I'm just going to say it's real interesting. Let's just say I'm very up to speed with what's up, man. I just, I just put it at that. So I'm just sitting back, just watching, man, watching how it all play out. So you you don't believe it's you believe there's it's fishy, man. Come on, man. If it smell like fish, baby, it's fish. That's all I got to say. Like, what part of California <laughs> you in? I'm in uh, Santa Clarita, California, right now, Southern California. How is it out there? Do you know a lot of oh, people with COVID, or do you know <laughs> do you know anybody with COVID, or how is that? Uh, no, process? no. To be honest, man, I don't. I've never met nobody. You know what I'm saying? I I worked in a warehouse for what six months with people I, nobody there got it i mean like i said it just don't add up to me man Fishy. yeah yeah there's you know one of the hardest parts about what's going on in the world right now is social media Definitely. because everybody conflicts everything and if you ever want to pick a side you can always find something to support the side you want to pick Right, if you want to be a flat earther, you can just say, you know what, I can go find many articles on flat earth. Wow. I want to say COVID's not real, I can go find many. Like my sister has it, but she didn't really have a lot of, she just did not have symptoms. I mean, she said when she ran, it was hard to breathe. I know a couple of people that had it. Um, and for me, most of them had about the same story, just being hard to breathe when they run yeah. and try to get some cardio in and, and things like that. but. I, don't know, I mean, I find when I'm sick, like, like I got hit with something in December, man, and I it hit had me. It set me. <laughs> but this is what I'm. But see, this is what I'm saying though. Like, I wasn't. I couldn't breathe. Like, bro, I was up doing. Like, hey, okay. <laughs> to me, it was a regular flu. To me, I'm still doing what I got to do. Like, yeah. I'm not going to the hospital and, and like, bro, it's the flu, man. Like, <laughs> that's what it's I'm. The flu. Hey, hey, you know, to each his day on, bro. To me, yeah. it's the flu, homie. To me, it's the flu. Like, it's just like we like we just said, man. It's too fishy, Nick. It's way too fishy, man. Like, it's way too fishy. Like, I I, I will say this. I will say this, bro. You got a brain. It belong to you. Use it. That's all That's I'm it. gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't believe everything you be told. You're told. You feel what I'm saying? That's all I'm gonna say, bro. I got into um, I wouldn't say an argument. I, I like to talk about a lot of things because I've me growing up where I grew up, I've always said that the problem with black history is that it only goes back to slavery, right? Mm -hmm. And now over the past few years, I've actually looked into it and it goes way beyond. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? From Mansa Musa to a lot of the other, you know, but you believe the textbooks. Yeah, that's you, I mean, that's schools. what you was given. That's what that's you was what given. You were given. It was, you know, but like I said, you got a brain. It belonged to you. 
Man, like I said, I didn't discover a whole lot, man. Like Nick, I didn't. I've been on this ride, bro, and I'm telling you, homie, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like you know, it, it's not the smoothest ride. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it's bumpy, but I'm. I like to believe that the truth hurts. That's why people don't like it. Yeah. Because it because it hurts. But at the end of the day, it's the truth, bro. And if you can be, if you can accept that, it makes things a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just been doing a lot of research, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, you know, I, I got my wife, man. She, oh God, like she didn't open me up to so many things. Like she helped me with this whole, you know, CFL thing, just helping me really see, understand and accept certain things. And, you know, and like how you saying about the slavery, like, man, it, man, I'm on the Egyptians, man. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going back with it, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, whether we on this flat earth or on this, uh, on this ball, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. go, it go way farther than 2,000 years, man. It go way, way farther, farther than 2,000 years, man. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And, we don't, and we don't even know where to start at. That's, that's, that's the crazy part. We don't even know, we don't even know our history. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you said, you, I found out it go farther than that. Of course it do. You feel what I'm saying? But we've been told this and shown this consistently all the time. You put on TV, all they keep showing you is slave movies. So yeah. shit, that's all you know. You know what I'm saying? Like the media, like it's the media, man. Like you said at the beginning, that media is dangerous, man. And like I said yeah. to Wikipedia, hey, I don't mind it being wrong about me, but let you know about <laughs> me the better. That's what I like. That's it's too much, man. Live your life, man. You don't need to be concerned about what everybody else is doing. Live your life. Live a healthy life. You feel what I'm saying? Be positive and be happy, man. Like yeah. everybody's looking for the answer from somebody else. Like you got the answers. What do you, you know, like you got the answers, but everybody looking for somebody else to give them that answer. Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. I, I think that it's time to start to, cause you got to correct. I mean, you can't correct it, but you have to start acknowledging, right? And then if, cause if you don't want to acknowledge the past and all of the past, then you can't ever move forward. You can't. I feel yeah. right. But, if you but, if you but, do, you can't move forward properly. But what's most importantly now, after we acknowledge it, after we acknowledge it, we have to accept it. Yeah. And we have to move on. Yeah. Because the sun gonna go down and it's gonna come back up. You know 100%. what I'm saying? Like that's the that's another thing with me. People don't want to let things go. Like yeah. that's that's how can you how how can you move on? How can you get better? How can you create better when you're holding on to the same thing? You're bringing the same negativity Energy. in yeah. you know what i'm saying like how can you create good like yes okay we need to acknowledge this we need to understand what happened you know can't what I'm you saying? hate but to create positivity you can't do it nick the only yeah. the only way the only way is love bro and That's i don't it. care what i don't care what excuse you give me the only way for us to get to move forward and get to where we're trying to go and where we want to go we got to have love for each other bro and that's, that's it. it we gotta we gotta have love for each other. a genuine care of of people genuine man gotta be that's the only way <laughs> i was watching this video earlier today i saw my wife and uh it's kind of funny because he says in there uh talking about christopher columbus and it said you know and how he killed 90 percent of the people that were living in the u.s and how there was peaceful trade between the u.s the the blacks and the indians and everything else yeah. way before and then Came but see now, Nick, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, 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 I don't mean to cut you off, bro, but I just want to throw something at you that you know I'm gonna let you go research about about this whole black, white, Spanish. So we're human beings. We're human beings. Yeah, we're, we're all human one. beings. 
we're human beings. You know what I'm saying? We want, we got to stop saying that because, like I said, like if they keep showing you it, you're going to keep believing it. If we, if we keep saying it, that's that's what we're doing. We're human beings. Yeah. Those those are human beings that traded with each other. You know what I'm saying? They gave 100%. them Indians. They called them that. They were they're human beings. You feel what I'm saying? And like yeah. you know, and like I said, that's that's something you want to research and go deeper into. But I'm just saying, I just wanted to say that because that's how I look at it. I, I don't look at us as black, white, and color. We human yeah. beings, man. We're different. We're, you know, we're different. We're di we're vibrating on different uh, different vibrations. You know, that's where we get our color from. Just like the horses, man. You black horse, white horse, brown horse, they're all horses. Horse, it's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> yeah. It's a horse. I, I see what you're saying. They ain't fighting it. each other. <laughs> and one of the things that, you know, in, in the research I have done, uh, even going back to the sun people and the ice people, right? Going further away from the equator and creating a different skin tone. Right. So we all come from one being in one color. It's just and even do you know that even our facial features. Um, Africa's hot, you need more air to the brain, that's why the noses are bigger, but the further you get away, that it starts to narrow out because you need less of the cold air to the brain. Man, I, Like I, our you know, bodies are made perfectly but, to but, the climate but, but, hey, we are. Hey, take, take this out though, bro. I, you ever thought like how the smallest insects got exactly what they need to survive? 100%. Like we, the, 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 the the earth, the universe has given us everything we needed to survive on this planet, bro. Like, wherever you are, your body's going to be able to function. And then the even more crazy thing, if you move from that spot yeah. and have to adapt, your body will adapt to your new environment. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy how the body works, man. It's very crazy how the body works. I think that's how I got bigger, man. As I moved to Canada, it was cold. So my body was like, we got to get bigger to, <laughs> to supplement this cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, hey man, hey, hey, I had a little year, man, where I put on a little bit more than I wanted to myself. I said, hold on, man, this ain't, this ain't gonna work for me. I lost six pounds last week. I'm a, I'm on my journey. I want to be down by New Year's to, uh, I want to be down 35 pounds. So, man, hey, hey, throw them my way, dog. I'm trying to go back up. <laughs> throw them my way, dog. I'm trying to go back up. <laughs> All right, man. But you know, that's it's just such an interesting topic. Um, to, to talk about because of it's very sensitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, it is, it is because you're serious. messing everybody's history up by talking about it. Right. Because yeah, now, a whole lot, man. now <laughs> you have to look at the lies that were told, the things that were hidden, why the noses were cut off of statues. Right. All that. Bro. So all this stuff, all you have that. to be like, Hmm. What about do I this? really want to accept? <laughs> do I really want to accept what the true history is? That's tough. You got to think for certain people that has been living in this, you know, for so long to actually hear that. And, and that, now you got to say to yourself, like, man, I've been living 50, 60 years and come to find out almost all of it was a lie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's tough, bro. Like, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's easy for us to say it. It's, it's easy yeah. for us to say it, bro. But that, that's tough, man. Like, like I said, when I, when I was on my journey, you know what I'm saying? In the beginning, the things that I understood and accepted, like when it hit me, it was like, whoa, you know, like, and that's why I always say, I understand, bro. That truth, homie, that truth ain't no joke, but that's why yeah. they say the truth hurts, bro. It hurts. It what, hurts bad. What started you down the path? What, what was the first thing that made you, either question 
or want to look deeper? Oh man, the CFL, bro. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. CFL like when I was in the CFL, <laughs> it made me it, it just how just how things played out, it just made me question a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really understand. You know what I'm saying? And like I yeah. said, with the CFL, I understood, you know, the it wasn't until after I got out of it. I understood the religion side. I mean, I'm sorry about that. I understood it was a business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now while I was in it, it was, oh man. And I'm just going to say this, bro. Like to anybody that feel a certain way about it, you know, you got your own opinion. You feel me? This is how I feel. And this is how yeah. I feel. But when I, during that time, I, you know, I grew up, you know, God, God, you know, religion. So, you know, and I'm, and I was telling myself, you know, well, what I was told, like, you know, you do good, you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you will be, you will be rewarded. And I'm just sitting back and I'm looking like, like okay, okay. So, cause I know I'm clocking in, like, yeah, it's not even a question, but I'm the first one in that stadium. I'm the last one off that turf. There's, there's not a debate about that. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? So. I couldn't really put it together like you know i couldn't put it together you feel what i'm saying and i have people telling me like oh you know it's not about that and i and i laugh it's like it's funny you can say that because you've been got all them you didn't got all them accolades so it's easy for you to say that you feel yeah. what i'm saying but I, I really i really didn't understand it man but when i got out of you know once once i was finally done with the cfl man and i got to sit back you know and i was like i said me and my wife chopping it up man and the stuff she was throwing at me and it just really made me realize like you the one you you create your life you create your yeah. future you know what i'm saying ain't nobody about to bring you nothing, nothing. But whatever whatever you put out in that universe that's what's gonna come back to you you manifest whatever you want and it was funny because she told me that and like and nick I, I promise you bro i promise you bro like when I was playing, like, I always knew, like, okay, I'm good. Like, I know I'm good. I know I'm real. But I didn't get my respect. So I'm like, dang, like, I doubted myself at the same time. But I still worked hard. But once she gave me that bit of knowledge, man, like, I was, you know, I was working, man. I was working in construction. And I'm working. And I just, like, you know, I just told myself, I said, Jeff, man, we through with it, dog. Like, we're we going to be positive, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we just yeah. going to be positive at, at every turn, you know? And Nick the things that started changing bro good, like bro. homie like nick like i'm serious dog like it was like like that dog like i was getting anything and everything everything that i everything that i needed i'm not gonna sit up and say everything that i wanted because yeah. the universe gonna bring me everything i need not what i want I don't care what i want it's gonna yeah. bring me what i need what you and need. it gave me everything i needed to get on that straight line to where i'm trying to go you know what i'm saying and and like I said, man, she she was a big help to me, man. Like she really was. Like I tell, she saved my life, bro. And that's just real. Like that's she good. really did, man. That's so good. Cause you know, I always say the common denominator in everything that happens to you is you. Yeah. Bro, it's you. It's right? you. It's you. You and I always be like, why do certain people get arrested all the time? Or why do certain people like why is this athlete always in trouble? But then you start looking at the decisions they make and the decisions that they constantly put themselves in creates that situation for them to be there. Uh, yeah, I want to yeah. read this quote to you, man. This is, um, I heard this last week on a, on a business call. It says your beliefs shape your actions and your actions create your results and your results become your destiny. Oh, man. Right. If you believe it, 
then you're gonna <laughs> put on, it into man. action. Straight like that. Then the actions will create the results. Straight like that. Everybody right now wants results. That's it. But they don't know how to get no. to the results. But, but they, they want results, but they dream. Like a wise man once said, don't nothing come to a dreamer but a nightmare, baby. That's you got to get up and make it happen. You got to get up and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But everybody want, I, I want it now. I want to I jump these steps. It don't go like that, man. You're going to go through so many. And the thing about it, you know, like, I, I listen to a lot of, like, not a lot, but like that the, uh, Nipsey Hustle, man. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my mm. dudes, bro. And, and on some real, like, if you listen to the things that that man said, bro, like the like literally, like the things that he said, dog, was just it it it, it really hit me, homie, in my heart, bro. Like the, just like the journey that I'm on, he said, you know, like you are gonna go up and down, you are gonna feel. I felt every emotion, you know. I wanted to give up, like I, I sometimes I didn't think it was gonna happen, but you know what? I just looked at how far I got, and I said, hey, you know, let's just keep pushing. I'm, let's keep just keep pushing. pushing. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he and like he said again, you know, the only difference between him and the next person is I didn't give up. I didn't give up. So you know what true, I'm saying? Man. Like that's it, bro. Like you, you gotta believe in yourself, man. You have. Why should somebody else believe in you if you don't believe in yourself, man? Just like the gym hardens you, you know, to pre prepare for a season and to go through it. Life, yeah. life hardens you to prepare for your success. Yes. Right. Especially when you're trying to do things that nobody's ever done before. When yeah. you're trying to put yeah. yourself in places you've never been before. Like, it's not easy. Not easy. It ain't, it ain't easy, bro. It ain't, it, it, it's not. And to be honest, see, it was, you know, it was even harder for me because I'm getting, like, I'm getting success, but at the same time, I'm not getting my respect. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. I'm really torn in between the two, bro. Like, whoa, like I can understand if I'm not doing what I'm doing out here and y'all not showing me love, but for me to do what I'm doing and not like I where where am I going wrong here? But like I said, that's when I understood like it's a business, Jeff. You know what I'm saying? This is a business. And yeah. okay, for sure. You know, you can run your business any way you want to run it. And that's just what it is. My cousin taught me a long time ago. Uh he played arena football for eight years, uh Tacoma Fontaine. He, just going to watch him play when I was in high school, he was in college. And uh, then he went to arena football and stuff. And every, every time I go watch him play, I learned that you just can't be a great player. You have to be an entertainer. Yeah. And that's when, that's when I started creating all the personas with the Geronimo Jones, and Thomas <laughs> Leapwalker and all these different things. Because for me, it was always about being an entertainer. Cause I felt like if I entertain people, then I was going to play well. So it was really going out there to be an entertainer because, I mean, everybody wants to see like great athletes. Yeah. But you got to have the entertainment element yeah. to it to, for people to say, I want to go see this person play. I, I respect, like, I, I, I honestly right. do respect that, Nick. Like, in the, in the game, you know, like, in the game that we was in, you know, like you, like you said, you got to be an entertainer. I fully get that, bro. But I will be completely honest. I didn't look at it like that. I found yeah. something that I was very good at, bro, and I wanted to be the greatest at it. I wanted to be a Hall of Famer at it. Yeah. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? To me, my my way of entertaining you was going out here Lock strapping up the wide receiver all day long, baby. Yeah. That, that's my entertainment to you. And, and, and to be completely honest with you, I would go like, man, I was in Hamilton and I walked in the locker room, bro, and I had a letter in my locker from a kid in Winnipeg. 
You feel what I'm saying? That said I was his favorite player. That's what I do it for, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got out to Edmonton, and it's a dude sitting there with my card telling me I'm one of his favorite players. Like, that's what I do it for. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And no disrespect, and no disrespect to nobody on an entertainment level, but this is how I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. 100%. It's, and see, that's the thing is everybody, you know, you look at Brandon Smith, Jamar Wall, all these guys, there's other guys that's done it, and it's the same thing. Because when you – if you're a DB, if you go lock somebody down all day, but you don't put up the numbers like picks all the time, or if you're not top yeah. league, then – then they don't you don't get talked about much unless you are loud like Dwight Anderson. The crazy part about it, though, Nick, I still had them numbers, baby. That's yeah, you the crazy did. Part about it. That's and and the but that's the but that's the that's the hard part for me is that you know we have a lot of really good players that don't get the recognition because I don't think I don't think the media does a good enough job in looking at okay this guy covered these receivers playing this defense. And he was only giving up this many yards a game. They don't recognize like that. It's almost how many tackles he got, how many how many interceptions he got. Oh, how many touchdowns he scored. Oh, that, okay. Um, yeah, this guy did more, but they don't <laughs> understand the situation. <laughs> you don't I understand the situation. Right. This I dude playing zone eighty percent right. of the time. This dude <laughs> playing man ninety percent of the time. Or this dude don't have no help over the top, and he's out here locking people down. Like I don't think they actually do the proper requirement to say what an all-star is or to say Definitely. what these people have done through the course of their career because Definitely. Definitely. until you can understand the game, you sit back. Like last year when I was coaching in BC, I'm sitting back. I'm looking at these dudes. I'm looking at them in a different light now because I'm looking at – I'm not looking at just the people around me or just the structure of their defense or how they move together. I'm actually looking at individual personnel. Yeah. Right? I used to put a scouting report to get about all the linebackers. And, I mean, it's – it's. I would it's see the guys that's getting the pub in the media, but I'd see the guys doing the work on the field. That's what I'm saying. Like, this dude that's ain't putting in work like this dude that's over what I'm here. Saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, that, like, like you said, like, I, I, I did my scouting report, bro. Like, I watched film on Fred Stamps. I watched, I watched film on G-Roy Simon. You know what I'm saying? S.J. Green, J. Rich, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen the dudes out there that was like, you know, and, no, and they was getting it, but – I also seen the ones like the Rob Bags, you know what I'm saying? Like that boy was cold, that man. Boy cold like, with he it. was getting it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like you said, man. When you really look at it, you start to see like where the hype is and where the ones that's really balling at out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's just real. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your son, man. Oh yeah, yeah, man. You've been pouring into your son. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I'm trying to, man. Tell us a little bit about his, his the start of his football journey. Uh, man, to be honest, when he started, what, when he was, what, five? I think I want to say he played his first year when he was five. And, I mean, shoot, he did. He, he started off in flag. He started off in flag, but that didn't work out because they said – he, the way he was moving so fast that it looked like he was flag parting. <laughs> nobody could get him. So, like, dude, like Nick, I would literally have to record him and like show the referees, like, dude, where's he flag parting? Oh well, he he had his arm is swinging. I'm like, that's his running that's motion. Like, yeah, that's where he run. That's the way you run. Like, so I'm like, okay, we. So then I took him to tackle, and when I took him to tackle, you know, he he did good his first year. You know what I'm saying? He did good his first year, but this last year, bro, like. Like last his first year, I told him, "Okay, Jeff, I give you twenty bucks every time you score a touchdown." 
he scored maybe five, eight touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? We had eight games. He scored like maybe five, eight touchdowns. So I said, okay, you know, going into the next year. And I said, I told his mom, I'm like, look, like, you know, I'm expecting him to be, you know, to step step it up a little bit. You know, we train, yeah. you know, whoop, 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 step it up a little bit. Nick, I had to literally tell this dude, boy, I got to give you $10, $5. <laughs> Nick, you going for five, six a game, bro. Like, he had, like, awesome. over 40 touchdowns, bro. Like, we, our first year, I had a first-year team of five, six-year-olds. We went to the Super Bowl, bro. Awesome. We went all the way to the, we lost. <laughs> we lost, but, you know, hey, we went all the way to the Super Bowl, man. Like, he had, he had a really good year, man. And, you know, now, you know, he's turning eight. And, like, I got him at quarterback. Like, he's really developing as, you know, learning that stuff. I'm teaching him how to draw up, you know, a cover three look, how to draw up a cover two look how they supposed to drop, you know what I'm saying? Like, we work to, like, I, you know, we work, man. The same the same way I had a work ethic, I'm showing him how to go about it. Like, we don't have to do this all day long. This yeah. doesn't have to be an everyday thing. You clock in for the amount of time that you clock in, you do what you're supposed to do, be done with it, you're going to enjoy your day. Because that's how I did it. You yeah. know, no offense to anybody that wanted to give their whole day to it. No, no. But I was good at what I did, and I just spend time on it. You know, you study long, you study wrong. That's what I believe. So I get it in and let it and, and be done with it. If you know what you're looking for, you know how to get there. You know. Once you find it, be done with it. Be done with it. That's what I said. Like, that's why I had my trainer in the offseason. I know I wake up, he's gonna kick my ass. But then the rest of the day is mine. I just gotta I'm make good. it through that hour and a half, two hours. I'm good. Hey, I can do that three what, days hey, a week, four days a week. Him, like, hey, let's get up in the morning. And I started working out with him. You know what I'm saying? Like I work out with him to show him, like, you know. Jeff, I'm not even doing it for nothing. And I'm up here in early in the morning, you know, getting it in with you. You know what I'm saying? Just to show him like hard work pays off. And he see, you know, he's seen it, that, that it pay off. And and it's just, you know, it's just being 70 years old, man. But at the end of the day, the one thing I will say, when it's time to compete, Jeff ain't backing down from nobody. You know what I'm saying? He go, we played it, we played against nine-year-olds and we played against a 10-year-old team. Like he played corner two. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He ain't gave him no touchdowns. Like, when it's time to go, man, my son going to lock in and get ready to go. But that's exactly what his daddy did, too, though. Yeah. Man, that's that's really good because, you know, I'm, that's one reason I'm glad I only had a daughter, man, because I didn't have to deal yeah, with I can't, I can't do my son playing football. My son playing football and then everything. But, no, it's good. And – uh I just it's look fun, back to man. all the kids. I mean, I see like Willie Powell and his son. His son yeah. be out there balling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm to look your son up, see him balling. Okay, yeah. well, now, oh, no, I think that was, who was that pool? Was it pool that was in Toronto? The DB. You remember that? Like back in 08, 09. Willie Powell. This, Powell. I think it's Willie. Because I, I, don't, I don't know if he was. He used to play so. for the Cowboys and then he came up to Toronto and now he's back in Dallas. But he trains out there in Dallas. Okay, okay, okay. His son's a monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. He getting it right though, man. And, but see, that's what he, I'm saying. He did like, it too, though. He did it too, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He so what I doing. used to. So you know, Skyler Murray or Kyler Murray. Sorry. Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. Kyler yeah. Murray. His dad, Kevin Murray, uh, trains quarterbacks, and he still he used to train Tannehill and all those guys at Texas A&M. He's in the Texas Texas A&M Hall of Fame. Mm. Right. I used to do cross training, so his quarterbacks were my receivers. So we would meet at the field. He coached quarterbacks, I coach receivers, and we do cross training. And the whole – Kyler's whole senior year, I'm asking, like, where's Kyler going to go? 
Is it going to be Texas A&M? going to be Oregon? I thought he should have went to Oregon and all this <laughs> other stuff. And, you know, he didn't lose a game in high school. And he, he was just like, I said, dude, I said, your son's just gifted. He goes, if you had a receiver and you started teaching him at four or five years old to play receiver, how in the hell is he not going to be successful? Hey, Nick, Nick, I had a hey. Hey, Arden Bruce, if you ever watch this, baby. AB3, baby. Hey, hey, that man sat next to me in my locker and told me every day, he said, hey, one, two, reps and touches. Reps and touches. That's it. Reps and touches. That's it. And like you said, if we repping and touching at four, man, when you hit seven, eight, nine, you won't be able because these kids, these kids don't know this stuff. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I'm saying. Like I'm nigga, I'm teaching him, dude. I played defense for eight years, man. Like, how can I not know what an offense is gonna do, what they can do? How can I not know what a defense can and cannot do? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm telling him, these kids are gonna run. A, they're gonna run a cover three. They can't play man. They don't know how to run a cover three properly. He's out there every route he's throwing. The dude's wide open. Like he, I tell him every time, Jeff, you have no reason to be nervous, man. What you know, you have to understand. You know things that these other kids don't know. They're not getting the same knowledge that you're getting that you yeah. have to get. You have to understand. Yeah, yeah, and you know what I'm saying. When you understand and accept that, like you would just see, like, oh man, this is easy. But like, like you're saying, like, you get a receiver started at four. Well, that boy gonna have some hands, man. By the time he get nine, <laughs> he gonna be go put cold, him on the, uh, Yeah, he gonna be on the rice early. I'm hoping. Cold. You know, my daughter's been able to dribble since she was two, so hopefully she can develop a jumper. Man, right now, hey, like, you see what Steph Curry did it, bro. You seen what Steph, hey, Steph Curry was hey, at that age out there with his dad shooting, man, chucking that ball up in the air, man. Like, it starts early, man. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, you know, let them be kids. And I'm I'm all, like I said, I'm all for that. Like, I'm, yeah. my son, you know, he, like I said, we train three days a week. You know what I mean, three times a week, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. You know, I want you to be a kid. But at the same time, this is the discipline stage. Like, yeah. this is when they learn their discipline. You know what I'm saying? Not when they're 12, 13, going through changes now, mood swings. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is where they learning that. And that's just what I'm just trying to give them. You know what I'm saying? Just just have just have your basic standards, dog, what you go by. You can get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, wash your face. Boom. I got to train. Okay, I'll do that. When I get done with that, I'm free. It's, yeah. it's 11 o'clock. I'm free, man. I'm outside running up hills, doing whatever. I'm bouncing off the wall, whatever it is I want to do. You know what I'm saying? When I get to football practice, it's time to lock in. We got to get this done. You know what I'm saying? When I get out of football practice, I can run up and down the park with my friends all day long. But, and like I said, it's a learning process, but it yeah. has to start now. So by the time he get 10, 11, 12, he understands, like, when I get to practice, it's go time, bro. We're not out here to play around. Hence okay. the why you got to some of these 12-year-old kids, teams that's, uh, we got a team out here, the OG Ducks, man. Man, look, Nick, they go all across this country smashing on teams, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it's that discipline, man. They know what they got to do. Yeah. And that's, you know, when, like, I got a new group of kids I'm training now. But even my kids back in the day uh, that I trained in Texas, we would end it some days, and they'd be like, is that it? Like, I feel like we didn't do a lot or we didn't work that hard. Because I put a lot of stuff in competition form. So I know if you're going to yeah. compete, if you're a competitor, you're going to compete. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So you're going to work hard. It's, it's easier for them to work hard in competition form. And then we improve their technique while we do it. Yes. Right? And then we do a lot of technique stuff. And I always tell people, you know, it's all about balance and movement. 
if you have good balance and you can move, then your own athletic ability will take you wherever you want to do. You know, you play any position you want to play uh, and things like that. So, man, it's good to see you working with him. And, you know, um, because we know how some parents can be, like, overbearing. Like, yeah. you got to make I, it. You got to make I, it. Oh, you got talent. Right, Nick, like, I, when he when he was, you know, two, when he was one, two, three, like, I was just, I watched the Todd, uh, Todd Moranovich story. Like yeah. I said, I, I watched LeVar Ball. Like, I watched these dads and, like, don't get me wrong, like boy, they, they sons was was unstoppable. That 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 quarterback Tom Moranovich, that boy yeah. was something, bro. Like he was something. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the way that you you can achieve that without going through it, without going about it the way that his dad went about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's got to come down to him to really want it. You yep. know what I'm saying? And that's just how, like, like I said, I don't, I, I we don't be out here all day long. We out here two hours. Man, let's get up out of shoot, man. Hey, I don't want to be out in this heat any damn way. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. hey, let's get this work in and get back in the house. You know what I'm saying? And and that's it. Like, we do it three times a week. Week, it got the weekends off, you know what I'm saying? And and I just let him be a kid, man. I let him, I, I honestly do, man. Like, that. that's really big to me, you know, because I don't – I want him, like I said before, I want him to understand that sports is a business. You're going to do it for a short amount of time. That's and it. then you're going to have a whole other life to live. So – you was you was gifted with with talent, definitely. You was gifted with it, so why not use it to make to create a better future for yourself? But create understand what you're getting. Yes, but just understand when you sign on that dotted line, what you signing on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's 100%. it. That's it. Man, blessings to him, man, and and to you too. But since we're talking about that childhood, let's talk about yours. Oh, when man. did you when did you first pick up the pigskin, and and how was life then? When I first played. I, I played, I think my first year was my ninth grade year. That was the first time I wow, ever played that was football. the first time you played was, that was the, the freshman. That was the, ever, that was the first time I've ever played football, and I was, that was my Pop Warner year after that. Like, and I, I mean, I, I had fun. I did good at it, but I, but I played basketball too. Like, man, I, I used to be able to dunk real good, but I could jump. You know what I'm saying? That was my thing. I played basketball. So when I got to high school, when I got to when the 10th grade, um, I played basketball. I didn't play football, but while I was playing in the 10th grade, people was telling me, yeah, you can jump, but, bro, you a point guard in the NBA. And, yeah, that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to work out for you, boy. Like I said, Nick, all I could do, all I could do was jump. I could jump through the gym, bro, but yeah. that was it. So then so my, my, my homeboy, my homeboy Dez, uh, he told me, like, man, you should come out and try football. I'm like, all right, whatever. I did it before. And I went out there, man, and I was playing receiver. And I remember they threw me a screen, bro, and I struck for 80 yards. Bro, I'll never forget. That was my first high school touchdown, bro. <laughs> and that was my junior year. It was my junior year. My junior year was the first time I played high school football. And my first play, bro, I struck. And after that, man, when I looked up, just them lights, them that, that crowd, I said, oh, yeah, it's where it's at. It's where it's at. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a different feel. Hey, it's a different – hey, I'm out there returning kicks, like – Oh, man, I was just so mad I played basketball for so long, dog. Like, you know, and then I got to playing court. And it was funny because I was a receiver. Yeah. And we had a but we had a, a sophomore quarterback, man. And, like, don't get me wrong, he was good, but he was passing league good. We got into them pads, Nick. He was getting the receivers murdered, bro. <laughs> hey, I told the coach, I told my head coach, I said, look, I want to play DB. I said, hey, all right, I just want to play DB. And I, I was in high school, I got – my senior year, I had 12 picks, six touchdowns. I think I even tied the state record. I tied the state record with 12 picks. 
And then after that, man, I just I ran track. I was a 100, 200 meter champion track. That's what, what I was saying. saying. What was you running? And because you, uh, I noticed you, fat. you can tell you ran track because you you have great knee drive. When you I, run, I, I, to be honest right? with you, it was really just it was really just my natural speed, man. Like I didn't. I had a guy that wanted to train me, Nick, but I was so hooked on football that that's all I wanted to do. But I was not, you know, I had I had natural good speed. I think my fastest in my in the hundred was maybe. Should have 10 8 when I was a junior. Because, yeah, okay. that was my last time when I did it. I was a junior. You know, I ran a, I think I ran a 21 when I was uh, in 200. The 200 was really my race. I did really good in 200. But, like I said, it was just something, you know, football over. Okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm fast. I can go do this. But once I got into my senior year, I was just focused on football. And after high school, I went to L.A. Valley Community College for two years, man. That was when I really got my – I my eyes opened up about you better take your butt to class, man. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah, why you went to JUCO? Uh, yes, because man. of because yes. of grades and stuff. Yeah, like did like, you get recruited I, at a high school? Or? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh definitely, definitely. And that's but that's when I discovered because, like I said, my junior year was the first time I I played high school ball, so I'm kind of far behind. You know what I'm saying? And not just grades. At that point, it was the classes that I needed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I wasn't going, and I wasn't going to have them, so I had to go to uh, junior college. So when I went to junior college there, I'm my first year. I'm so used to that shit, man. I'm that guy, you know. My freshman year there, I was all American, you know. I'm that dude. Yeah. I ain't got to go to class, man. My coach called me in that office and said, "Look here, if you ain't got this by the time we start spring, you're not playing." And like Nick, mm. that like talk about your heart falling to your stomach, bro. Like that's the first time I've ever been told I couldn't play football, man. Did they have no pass, no play in uh, California? Yeah, man, they never was not playing, and I mm. passed though. Don't get me wrong, bro. Like I, and it was crazy because <laughs> when I did it, I kind of said to myself, I said, "Damn, bro, like you really put your damn mind to it. You can do it." Because I didn't, like, yeah. I didn't like school. You know what I'm saying? But I'm giving every excuse because I didn't want to do it. But when I was put in that position to when I had to do it. Bro, I, I, I knuckled down, man, and I got it done. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and the thing about it, I fell two credits short, man. I had a – Nick, I had an offer, bro, to damn it everywhere, man. Everywhere, mm. bro. Everywhere, bro. It, it was nice, man. Pete Carroll came up there. Like, it was nice, you know what I'm saying, For to, to, have, that, to have that. But I, I fell two credits short, man, at the – you know, when it came down to it. So that's what got me out to Pitt State. Uh, the division two in Kansas, but yeah, and that was another eye opener. My first time leaving the state of California. But, but before we Kansas. go to Pitt State, how did it feel? Like, did it hurt? Like, or did you just accept it that it was you? To be honest, I it, did it hurt like not going to D like to not going to one of the bigger schools or being able to you had done the work off the field. Yeah. But it just didn't do the work in the classroom and how it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Like, did you realize at that point? Because I know when we're young, we we look at other factors. Yeah. Did you realize at that uh, point that I, it was I, you, or did, what did I you? Did. What was the issue? To be honest with you, I didn't. But like I said before, like I just wanted to play, bro. Like it, like man, like the way I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like the. It, it like when I found something, bro, that I loved, and like it was hard for somebody to really tell me about. Like, Nick, I went after it, bro. I didn't care about the money, I didn't care about where school I went to. I didn't, bro, I was told if you ball, you're gonna go for sure. Then I ball, 
I remember telling my mom when I was in the CFL, telling my mom, and she say, Jeffrey, you know, they don't really show you any love. You don't, you don't never worry about not having a job. I said, Mom, I'm the best cover corner in that league, man. How can I not have a job? Like everybody gonna need somebody to lock somebody down. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. Until they didn't, but that was my that was my mindset. I was fully focused on my craft, Nick. Like that's it. So when I didn't get that D1 scholarship, it wasn't a shock to me, but then again, I'm only two, three years into football, you yeah. know, so I, I didn't come up knowing, oh, we want to go D1, and do, I didn't come up like that, you know what I'm saying, so when I didn't go, I'm like, well, okay, well, I get to go to this school and ball, and that's what I did, you know you what I'm saying? You get to go play football. Yeah, I, bro, I get to play football, bro, that's all I want to, I just want to showcase my talent, man, and, and, and it was crazy in the CFL when we used to have, you know, mini camps, yeah. right before a season, like, some of the people didn't want to go, I'm like, why? Like, you get a chance to show what you can do, bro. I get a chance to come out here and show my and show my stuff, what I've been training for, what I've been working on. Like, I don't give a damn how, how many days you got to be out there, bro. <laughs> Let me know. I'm there. Hey, I'm with it. Like, I'm about to get with on this hey, I can do one-on-ones all day long, Nick. I can do one-on-ones yeah. all day long, bro. It don't matter. I, I just love playing football, bro, and I love working on my craft, man. Like I said, I wanted to be the best, man. I really did. And I was. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good, man, because um, for me, I never really loved football like that. I know it. It was yeah. – I just love competition. Yeah. Right? So it's it's very interesting to hear you say, you know, how much you – when you found the game and then how much you loved it and then how it drove you. Yeah, right? How that drove you from not only high school to junior college, but – junior college to now Pittsburgh State in Kansas. Yeah. Out of all the out of all the states from California to go to, I can only probably think about four other ones that you might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe five. Maybe like Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. Wyoming. Nebraska. Of course Nebraska and Kansas are very similar. Kansas may be a little bit more updated than Nebraska. But, uh, you know, there's not many places, man. But yeah. getting to Kansas. And I was in southeast Kansas. Nick, I was in a town of, like, 10,000 people. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about really your first small. experience in Kansas. Like, just getting there and just first time leaving okay. California. You so, know. When, I, when, I, when I landed in Kansas City, man, like, you know, I'm in the city. So, I'm, you know, my coach came and got me. And we hit the freeway, you know, we driving through the city. And I'm just looking like, hey, you know, this is tight. You know, okay, it don't look too much different from, you know, the crib. And an hour later, bro, we just on straight road. And like, I don't <laughs> see nothing no more. I don't mean, like, it's just, it's just all, Nick, I'm not lying. I'm not lying when I tell you this. It's just all road, bro. I text Dude, I drive through Kansas. I, I, I drive through there. I text my homeboy back at the crib. I said, bro, hey, you don't hear from me in two hours, bro. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going, dog. Like, we riding for two hours straight, Nick, just on 71, bro, straight road. Just all you see is rundown barns, fields. Like, it was nothing. And then when we got into the town, I'm like, bro, where we at? They was like, this is Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay. Like, it, it, but at the end of the day, Nick, I fell it, bro. First year out there. First year out there. Season was over. My mama called me and said, when you coming home? I said, I don't know. I fell in love with it, bro. I didn't want to come back. Like, it, because being in L.A., you know, I mean, not L.A., but, like, being in Cali, you know, it's busy. You know what I'm saying? It's so busy out there. It's so slow. So, you know what I'm saying? I was just 
moving around everybody. Like nobody knew me, you know what I'm saying, other than me playing ball. But yeah. I could just move, you know, move to the town. It was real, it was real nice, man. I, I man, I love you, man. I love Kansas, man. It, it may sound crazy, but <laughs> but Kansas, Missouri, it don't matter. Would you ever consider moving back to a smaller place? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Would it be after like, your I, son graduates or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just want to be somewhere like, you know, me and a wife talk like moving back, you know, moving somewhere up in Canada, but I want to be somewhere away from people. Like, I just want to be in my own little area, man. You know, just in my own little world, man. Just living, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, I hear people going from certain places to small places. Like for me, I'm, I'm from a town of 4,000 people. Oh, wow. so I was always like, man, when I get up out of here, I'm not, I'm not going back to nothing small. I don't want to live nowhere small. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then going to, I moved to Dallas five days after I graduated high school. And then I went to Southern Ark, which is, Southern Ark only had like 12,500 people or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But then, you know, in the town, but then the school had like 5,000, I believe. So everybody in the campus was all sports though. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, how Pittsburgh State everybody. was? Everybody yeah, was oh, on yeah, campus yeah. that was sports? and Everybody knew everybody. I mean, you know, you had your townies that went to school there, you know, yep. people like that. But, you know, it was every everybody knew everybody, man. It was it was, it was was a party town, bro, too. It was just all, you know, that was my first time going to parties. Like, when I was coming up out here, like, I ain't, you know, we go to parties like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... When I got out there, man, I was like, you know, my first drink, like <laughs> all that, you know. But after that first year, I was like, okay, yeah, this really ain't ain't for me, you know what I'm saying? And I just, you know, just let's stay low key. Like I said, I've always been low key, man. Like I've been focused, man. Like if I want, if I'm trying to get to something, that's what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not really interested in the other things going on around me. You know what I'm saying? How was football? Was it a change getting from JUCO to Pittsburgh State? Hey, like how was, was the first- adjustment? Yeah, I had to get my butt in that weight room, bro. Cause them boys out there in Kansas, they eat. Yeah, they they, 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 they a little bit, they a little bit thick out there. <laughs> that that <laughs> wheat. <laughs> yeah, they a little, little bit heavier out there. Like man, Nick, I mean, we played against this one team with this one running back, bro. Like I'm coming up, and he come around the corner. I'm like, bro, it's just gonna be what it is, dog. <laughs> it's gonna be what it is. Like, cause I couldn't do nothing. Like it's me and him. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, shot my gun, bro. But but that's where I learned how to cut him down. And I remember, you remember Boyd that was in yep. Toronto? Man, I remember they threw him Boy, a swing Boy. and a flat one time, dog. And the, the mm-hmm. good thing about Boyd, see, Boyd wanted to shake. Boy, Boy wanted, he didn't want to run you over. So he tried to shake me, and I just took his legs out. But playing in Kansas definitely taught me how to cut black, dog. Uh, I mean, chop, chop like, you know what I'm saying? Really get him down on that ground. Cause there was some big boys out there, the receivers. I mean, that was my first time going against like six. We played against a team from Texas. I think it was Texas Commerce. Texas A&M Commerce. Yeah, Texas A&M Commerce. Yeah, yeah. We played them. And they had this receiver, bro. And you know, this was at that time. You know, when the dudes that had the dreads, they had all the dudes that got the dreads. Both <laughs> nice, you know. You remember when that was going on? So they had this dude out there, about six three. You know, big dude with long dreads. Hey, I mean. Like this, he got he got a bit of this one seventy that day. He got a bit of this one seventy that day. I mean, like, hey, it was it was it was fun though. It was different. Like I said, I learned. Yeah, I had to learn how to tackle. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn how to tackle, and I did that when I came home. 
you know, I got my weight up, you know what I'm saying? I, I work, you know, it, it gave me something to look at. So when I came back my senior year, Nick, I, bro, I, and it's crazy because I was the best corner in our, in our conference that year, bro, and they still did me dirty. They still did. I still didn't make the all-star team, man. Really? Um, bro, like, but you had all these other dudes, and that's when I found out about the bounce backs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these dudes come in here already established, you know what I'm saying, to go to that, you know what I'm saying, that next level. And, I, again, I didn't get an agent, bro, till after I got done my senior year. Like, I didn't know nothing about it. Like, bro, like I said, you good, they going to get you. That's yeah. true. That's what I'm, I'm here to ball. I'm hey, a ball. I'm here to ball, baby. I don't care. I don't care what it is. You know, kind of like saying? can't get right with the uh, with the baseball bat. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here. All need is glove and a bat. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't care where we play at. Lines, no lines. You know, and, and I have my agent actually. My agent actually tell me the first time too, bro. He, because I told him, I'm like, man, you know, I don't care about all this, 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 and that. I just want to play ball. And he said, he told me, he said, Jeff, this is a business, bro. He was like, it's not about ball. You know, this is a business and. I didn't listen to it at that time because, you know, in my mind, I said, as long as I'm doing my job, I'm going to be good. But when I got, once I got in, you know, to the fifth year into the CFL, that's when I really started understanding, like, you know, he was right, bro. Like, this is a business, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. But it, it's still, like, I, I never let that change the love I have for it, man. You know, yeah. it, it, I loved it, bro. I did. Like, it was fun. You know, like I said, it was my, it was my escape from, you know, what I was trying to get away from, you know what I'm saying? And and it, and it was there. Like, I worked hard at it. I gave it everything I had, and I believe I performed. I know I performed out there, you know, every time I stepped out on that field. When did you think you could play pro football, or when did you know you were going to play pro football? I'll probably say – I'll probably say my, when I was in uh, Pitt State, when I was at Pitt State, like, when I got – to my senior year, that's when everybody's like, okay, you know, this is, you know, you got to get ready for the NFL, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. So then I started thinking about it and I'm looking at the people that I'm going against and the talk that they're getting, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, okay, I got at him. I got at him, you know what I'm saying? And I actually got into the all-star game by um, an alternate. <laughs> Somebody dropped out, so that's why they let me go. In my first game, and when I played in there, my first play, I got a pick in that game. You know what I'm saying? Is that that Division Two All Star game? Yeah, it was in uh, Texas. It was in yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. In, that's when I first met Dressler. Bro. Yes, that boy was that deal from day one. Mm. He was that deal. Like that was the first time I ever seen Dressler, man. And I was like, I remember telling him, I said, "Bro, you going somewhere?" I said, "I don't know where it's gonna be, but <laughs> you going somewhere." Like, because what he was doing out there, Nick was just for his for his side. That was unreal, bro. He was killing them DBs, dog. Yeah, he was killing them. You know what I'm saying? But it was at that time when I knew, like, that All Star game really let me know, like, okay, these is all the dudes that's supposed to be going to the pros. Shit, I'm out here matching up. You know what I'm saying? I should be up. But when that draft came around, man, I'm, I sat there and watched it. I, I watched it one to whatever the last number is. You know what I'm saying? And I heard it was. I don't know if you know of Kerry Kerry Williams. He was in like Baltimore, mm -hmm. uh, I think Philly, maybe. We came from the same conference, you know what I'm saying? So I seen him go. He went, and it was uh, uh, um, the guy in Dallas. Was it Brandon Flowers? What was his name? The the one out there that Odell Beckham did the catch on. Carr, Brandon. Brandon Carr. Carr. Brandon, Brandon Carr. Carr. Him. We, yeah. it, he was also in our in our conference too. I seen him go. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just sitting here like, 
bro, I did what they did, if not better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't understand it. Like, I didn't. But then that's when I found out, like, both. They're a little bit bigger, agents, too. They, and the agents. Bigger. And the agents. And, and but, the but agents. see, that's what I'm saying. See, the size don't, like I just said, baby, I did what they did, if not better. That's how I did that. No, that I understand that. But, you know, the no, NFL is all about, in, the NFL looks more at the particulars of, yeah. Got to look good getting off the bus. That's the first test is the Straight eye up. test, right? Up. If you Straight pass up. the eye test, they believe they can make you better. Or <laughs> they can say, okay, Tisdale's box is this big, but he's right here at the top of his box, right? He's almost maximized everything that he'll be able to do. This guy over here, his box this high, but he's here. Yeah. But you might be here over him, and the potential of him, they're looking at like, oh, he's going to be better. Or he could be better. But then he might not ever reach you where you're at in the box. Yeah. Right? And that's the, uh, and that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part when you're looking at it. I don't either one of them dick. Like, see, uh, you're thinking about me. I was such a competitor. So my college coach turned the, the thing in late. The coach, one of the head coaches took three of his own receivers. I was, I was two-time first-team All-American, you know, on three different lists in college. Yeah. And I was a all first team All-American punt returner. So, I mean, when we look at the whole thing, I didn't get into that All-Star game. I wish I would have because that would have changed yeah. everything. Babineau got in. He ends up going to Seattle for eight years and then Tennessee for two. But I believe with my competitive edge, if I get into that All-Star game, when they see me compete against the best there it was, oh, they're going to see me put it up. They're going to see me put it up. Because I, I remember Ricardo Coakley, who was a second-round pick, was coming out that year. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm ready to go get it. I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, hey, let me go hey, get I it. And do then that, too. Because like, I didn't think I was going to go play. I never thought I was going to play pro football. <laughs> but I thought – I seen this as an opportunity. I was like, if I was going to play, like, this would be the game to go out here and put it up. Yeah. Because, I mean – there's so many great D2 players, Daryl Green, John Randall, and all them before, but then yeah. guys started coming out more and more. So then it's like, there is a chance. It's a chance, bro. Right? It's a chance. It's a chance. And I get, you know, I got, I got my looks. I got to uh, the CFL. I got my looks, you know, in the NFL, but, you know, that's when I also learned the, the fraternity side of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, man, I had an experience, Nick, with a workout, man, and it was me and another DB, man. And I, it, it clearly like, okay, I was the better one at that workout. And so, and after we got done, no lie, bro. Like, I'm like, man, I gotta be in, bro. Like I, you know, I, I set this workout off. We sitting there, you know, changing our cleats or whatever. And the head coach walked up to him. It was from Minnesota. It was from Minnesota. I can't remember the coach name, but it was when I had the black coach. He walked up to him, man. And it was like, he was like, yeah, what school you go to? I'm like, yeah, Pitt State. And he asked the other dude next to me, like, what school you go to? And he said the school that he went to. And when that spark hit, bro, like, that was my first time. Like, whoa. Like, so that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, they signed him. They signed mm. him. And I want to say a month later, they, they cut him. And I'm like, wow, like, you had me in the building, man. And, and, and I, I was in Philly. I went to Philly. Same thing, Nick. I'm after the workout. I'm like, bro, I got to be in. Like, I got to be in. And the coach, he brought me in there. He said, hey, you know, we want to sign you. We want to sign you. I'm like, for sure. You know, what's so the signing bonus, this was when I, before I got to Calgary. So yeah. I'm like, you know, okay, what's the signing bonus? 
That man told me, he said, oh, well, you know, we figured you want to come to the big show or you want to go back up there. Like, oh, well, I'll go back up there. <laughs> Shoot, I got teams up there that would have paid me money. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I went, because they said I could go. You can come come to camp, whoop, whoop, but if you ain't going to pay me, bro, come on, man. How are we going to pay me? Like, why, why would I not go? And I know I'm going to play. And that's when I understood about, okay, they, that's when they got the – the young Clamarty, the second Clamarty. Yep. And that's when I, you know, oh, I'm going to be a camp body. Like, they paid that man. That man is going to play. Regardless, I don't care. I go out there and get eight picks a day. That man is playing. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I just tell myself, like, I, I appreciate the opportunity. And I just went to Calgary, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it I, I want to be somewhere where I was appreciated. To me, to, if, if you would have gave me 10 grand, that just let me know you, 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 you appreciate me. You're not just using me for something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the fact... You don't want to give me anything, bro. You just going to use me and then throw me to the side. You know what I'm saying? And I remember telling Calgary, like, Calgary was trying to give me all this money. I told him, like, bro, y'all had me since I got up here in 2008. The first time I seen Calgary <laughs> on film, bro, I said, I'm playing for him. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, I remember sitting in the film room with Killer. Hey, Killer was in front of me. I said, I tell him, I said, Killer, where that red team? He said, oh, man, that's Calgary. Hey, I remember Murphy. I remember Murphy saying, uh, he said, I'm not letting you get off the phone, man. I'm not letting you get off the phone. I said, Murph, look here, bro. I'm there. I said, I'm there. <laughs> Don't even trip. I'm there. <laughs> that was too funny, man. Before we get to Calgary, coming into the CFL, have you ever seen the CFL before or heard about the CFL before you I got did. to Hamilton? I did. I, no, but when I – after my senior, after I watched the draft, and my agent called me, and he asked me what I wanted to do, and he just told me my options. He's at the CFL, and I'm in Ohio at this time too. Okay, Ohio, so that ain't even that far. It's not even that far. And I told him, he was like, "Yeah, you want to go to Canada?" I'm like, "Where the hell is Canada?" <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said, bro. I'm like, "Where the hell is Canada?" At? Like, Nick, come on, our history book, bro. Canada is not up there, homie. That thing stop at the top. Don't act like it don't. <laughs> Don't act like it don't. Hey, we ain't learned nothing about no Canada in school, bro. Hey, you know what the bad part is? It's like Alaska's on the other side of Canada. But then, like, they still leave Canada out. They still be like, bro, like I said, I, I was like. look at an American I'm, map, it doesn't even, it shows Alaska at the top. But yeah, like, you got to put Canada there to see you what gotta put, and I And I told him, I said, bro, I, I, what's out there? I'm like, shoot, don't it just snow out there? He was like, no. I'm like, oh, well, I thought it just snowed up there. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I'm like, bro, I don't know what this place is. All I know is it's up north. The North Pole is up there. It's cold up there. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to Hamilton, <laughs> I, and when I started, you know, riding, moving around Hamilton, I'm like, bro, hey, hey, this look like the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was right there by in, in Toronto as well, right? 45 yeah, minutes. And I, I went to Toronto maybe twice, Nick. I never went out there, man. Really? Hey, Hamilton was my home, baby. I ran all up and down them streets, man. That was yes, my home. That's yes, Village. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Hess Village. It ain't the same what it used to be. It ain't. Bring it, 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 it Bring it back. <laughs> but when you when you first seen it and you seen all the motion by the receivers, the the motion by the the online receivers, the the slot back motions, all the movement. What do you think about the game when you first saw it for the first time? I, well, the first time I seen it was at a workout. I had a, a workout in Detroit. 
uh, for Hamilton. And I went out there and, you know, we did our little drills and we got to the one-on-ones, you know, and I jumped up first. I'm like, hey, I'm with it. So, you know, I get up to the line and press him up. That's what I do. Man, that man backed up 10 yards. I said, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then he started running at me. I'm like, Nick, he started running at me. Like, I literally stopped the drill. I'm like, wait, 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 he offsides. And then that's when Bobo Village told me, like, no, no, they run up here, it's motion. I'm like, okay, well, let me back up 10 yards then. <laughs> I backed up, hey, let me get this man some wiggle on him. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest with you, dude. That's all I can do. Hey, that man, hey, but he ran a post route on me. And I snatched it, man. And it, it, it wasn't as, it, like I said, it shocked me. It definitely shocked me. But after yeah. that, once he crossed that line, baby, it's ball. You know it's what ball. I'm saying? If you, if you can take it out your mind of him running at you, once he hit that line, it's just ball. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like I said, it, it just shocked me the first time I see it. I ain't going to lie, bro. That blew my mind. The first. And, and when, then when we got to Canada and they started bunching, oh, my God. He's run a lot of bunch, especially against oh. teams that play man. And, and I used to tell my D, hey, I got to do it on the point. Like, y'all do what y'all got to do with them. Like, <laughs> like, I got to do it on the point, man. Like You did. You used to always press the point. Oh, I'm taking the point. We're going to limit. We got two people now. I'm eliminating them. He, he's yeah. gone. You know what I'm saying? But that was a trip, too, man. Like, these dudes are coming in motion, and Saskatchewan was so nasty with it. So especially, like, in 08, 09. Yes, like, Lab was, and Fantus oh, and Dressler. Oh, man, they were so nasty with it, bro. Like, the yeah. way they used to hit that line on time, like, yeah, it, it 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 was it was something when I got up there, but like you know, third fourth year in, I'm like, okay, I kind of got it going against S J and J Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Yeah, that week half was something though, man. I will say that that week half was something. When you played boundary corner, you you loved to press. Yes. Can you just speak a little bit about your press technique? What was your goal, and how you went about it mentality wise of what were you trying to accomplish with, with your press? I wanted to take away the slant and the fade. I wanted to, I wanted to eliminate I wanted to eliminate everything. I didn't want I didn't want no no catches on me. You know, I remember Coach Shane said they they gonna catch balls on you. I said, I don't believe that. Not if I do what I gotta do. So I wanted to eliminate it. And that was my mentality. My main thing was patience, 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 patience. And I mean I had many receivers tell me like it's hard to beat you because you're so patient, you know, like you're, you know, most receivers are used to DBs punching them, you know what I'm saying? So now you can put your leverage on them. You know, after going against Jay Rich and SJ, I'm like, that's not going to work, bro. Like these dudes can put their weight on you and create that separation. Yeah. So I just told myself like, okay, we got to get, we got to find a stance that's going to work for us that, are, that will allow me to stay balanced at all times. You know what I'm saying? And I found that, you know, staggering my feet and just staying patient, you know, keeping, you know, just inching back, keeping my feet on the ground but inching back at the same time and, again, being patient. And, you know, I remember Fred Stamps told me, like, the fact that I'm not touching you, you can't, you know what I'm saying, you can't really do anything with me. You know what I'm saying? You can't push me this way. You can't push me that way. Yeah. And also, I'm maintaining the line of scrimmage. My hips, you know, my hips aren't turned this way. You know what I'm saying? So now you can't take me the opposite way. The one thing I noticed with receivers, how they get us is once we've, once we've committed, we're done. Yeah, you know once you flip your hips, I've won. Yeah, so that's what, so I, I told myself, like, okay, well, if I maintain this line of scrimmage, he got two seconds. If he's not where he has to be in two, the quarterback's going elsewhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I just ma maintain that line of scrimmage and, and stay patient. And at first, 
the fade was easy. The fade was easy to take away. Like I took that away, you know, but did you just to run people out of bounds on the fade? Not, like not, not really, not really. It was more like I said, I didn't want to touch you. Yeah. Like like if you notice like my interceptions, I'm not looking for I'm going to get the ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm I'm going up in the air to get the ball. So I'm just trying to see where I'm trying to get in position with you. And I mean I was running with everybody I covered, I was running with. So I'm running yeah. with you. And now when that ball's in the air, I'm going up to get that ball. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even exist no more. You know, so I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to touch him at all. But the slant, I was giving I kept giving up the slant because, you know, it was just a late reaction. I'm I'm not trusting myself. I'm I'm waiting on this fade. Because yeah. first of all, I'm 41 set. So I'm by myself. Yeah. Most of the time 41 set, they're gonna take you deep. So you know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm waiting for. But once I kind of got that out of my mind, it was I took that away. And I and Nick, I remember the first game I took that slant away. We played Edmonton, man, and I was covering um, was it Shamad? Shamad Chambers. Chambers. Shamad Chambers, and he ran a slant route, man, and I jumped that thing so sweet. Like when I looked at at uh, Mike, me and that man was looking dead at each other. Bro. <laughs> and he was holding the ball just like he was holding the ball, and and like. And, and I'm over here celebrating and the damn play still going on. Cause I didn't like, dude, it, I'm working so hard to take that away. So yeah. I'm celebrating and he looking at me and he just turned and go the opposite way. You know what I'm saying? But after that, I think it was what, 2014 when I had five, Nick, I didn't give up one touchdown, bro. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't give up one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I took away slants, fades, like, and I had five picks, you know what I'm saying? And then I started, understanding like okay well they gonna put me in 41 this receiver is gonna run a die route to hold me and now they're gonna try and run a diagonal so once yeah. i started realizing that then i started picking off the diagonal because i'm like okay well they're not gonna throw it over here so i'm just gonna make it look like i got you as soon as you break i'm gonna take off to the d and should i snatch like three four of those man hey it just like i said bro i studied dog i studied yeah. bro like i i, I wanted it man like when they wouldn't throw, I remember, uh, you remember the DB coach at Calgary, Missick? Yeah, Tony Missick. I, I remember going to Missick. I say, I say, coach, man, I ain't getting the ball. Ain't nobody throwing me the ball. Like, I want the ball. He say, look, Tiz, if you want the ball, start getting beat over the head. Then you get the ball. <laughs> I'm like, well, that ain't going to happen. So I had to figure something else out. So that's when I started reading the routes. I'm like, okay, well, if he run this route, he running this route. And like I said, when I most of the time if I'm 41, I'm going to press you. So now – I'm inviting the deep ball, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or I'm inviting the comeback, so I know that. And I remember my first time doing against Saskatchewan, uh, the receiver 41 set, and I'm running with him hip for hip, and he broke down on a comeback, and I kept going to the deep, and I snatched it. Because I knew once he break down, they're, they're running the deep backside. I did it like three times against Toronto, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. You you see it so much on film is just trusting you know trusting believing what you're looking at and go make the play. Dude, that's so amazing. See this this is what people don't understand. Everything you just talked about had zero to do with talent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. That's, that's the common theme of all these podcasts of all these athletes. Most of the things they talk about to be successful have zero to do with talent. It's that's a mindset, a, it's, a, it's a mentality, a just, it's understanding. A your talent allows you to be able to have more freedom in your technique and a freedom in your uh, the ability to make some of those plays because your ability to cover that ground, like Chris Thompson, covering so much yeah. ground in a short yeah. period of time, right? 
balls in the air, I'm able to cover 10 yards. Yeah, right? that's why so I based my game. Like, at first, that's why I based my game off of, man. Like I said, I played with CT for in three Hamilton. years. Yeah, yeah, you know, two years in Hamilton. And, man, when I first seen that dude, bro, I was just – dude serious. Man, bro, I was just blown away. And I was like, I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be like the way he go over the back of him, picking that corner out, man. Like, I said, I'm like, that's who I want to be like. You know what I'm saying? So I really tried to – put my game around his like ct got hips ct had the feet you know what i'm saying like and i watched him, you know you talking yeah, about somebody don't you talking about somebody don't get a lot of credit yeah man like his name's never like, brought up also killer too though man like killer yeah. taught me the game you know what I'm like having them two man like i was i was bound to do what i did like killer taught me everything nick like he taught me everything about the game he showed me how to watch film you know what i'm saying like when, when things got rocky, you know what I'm saying? In my career, he was there to, to, to let me know who I was and what I'd done, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we would go on our bye week, I'd go, by, I'd go to Killers and train. I didn't go yeah. nowhere. I didn't go on vacation. No, man, I went to Killers, and I started working out. And I'm, I'm getting ready to cut. And, and it was crazy because he said, you notice every time you did that, when you went back that second half of the season, you you it, you took it up another notch, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and that's why, and that's why I just kept doing, it, you know. But it was CT and and, and Killer. Those was like, I, I I dedicate a lot to them, man. They really helped me out a lot. They were like big brothers to me too, you know. They took me under their wing when I first. Killer gave me my first Canadian dollar when I got to Canada, man. Mm. I remember he took me he took me out to eat, and I remember we needed a little, so we had to dress nice for some little event, man. And I didn't have nothing, and man, Killer was right there. He said, "Bro, I got you," you know what I'm saying. But he told me like, "I, I see something in you." Like you got it, you know what I'm saying? And he just he just carried me, you know what I'm saying, until I left the Calgary and that's just when I just took off from there. When did you create Tiz Island? Man, when everybody else started getting theirs. And I'm the one out here stopping up. I said, hold on now here, boss. Wait a minute now. Um all these islands getting hit with tsunamis here, so why can't I get one? You know what I'm saying? My I ain't got hit with one yet, so why can't I get one? Like, and that's just the honest truth. I'm looking at everybody getting their island. Well, oh, there must be the ones they like going to. Well, nobody like coming to mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you, you was the only, hey, hey I, I told Killer, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Nick, Nick, Nick was the only one ever, you know, you know, he, 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 stirred, up the, he stirred up the waves. I, I jumped on the scout team to come over there. He stirred up the waves. <laughs> Can you just explain, because I, I always find it interesting, especially talking to people that play on different teams. Like, Montreal was way different than Calgary practice. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way that we practice in Calgary, there was so much smack talk from Juwan Simpson, Juwan Armour before that, uh, D.A., Brandon Browner, like, Charleston. Hey, B.I., B.I. Brandon Isaac. So, like, there was so – it was always somebody talking trash. Offense, defense, you know, Ram going to talk trash. So I'm going to talk trash. Oh, boy. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, check this out, young homie. Check this out, young homie. <laughs> so, <laughs> when when we're looking at it, and then, you know, Huffy's always had that rule. Everybody's got to take two uh, scout team reps, right? All the stars. <laughs> but I used to be like, man, let me go over with Tids. <laughs> let me come out there. Because I would be sitting on the sideline just talking trash. And you'd be like, won't you come out here then? Hey, Won't come you come get on the here. island? I, I jog on the field. <laughs> I come out there. You're going you're gonna to set up the press. And now nah, it was fun, though, because I always felt like I was getting better. Yeah, definitely. And I knew I was going to get better, bro. Hey, I, 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 regardless, I know Nick come out here, regardless of how 
entertaining you was, dog, when you lined up out there, you, you was about that business, bro. Like, yeah. you was, you you wanted to win that rep. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Yeah, and I knew that going against you. Like, like I said, you be over there talking, but then I'll be talking too, but trust me, I knew, like, okay, <laughs> he about to come. Like, shit, we got to get ready now, baby. Like, hey, cause he gonna come out here and hit you with something. You feel what I'm saying? But like I said, I loved it, bro. I used to be telling Rambo, man, let me get some of them reps, bro. Like, because I knew I was gonna get better with y'all, man. Like, y'all yeah. the top receivers in that league. And that's why I always felt like that kind of set us apart because I didn't know how everybody else was practicing, but I knew how competitive Miko and Rambo were against each yeah. other. Yeah, like we always competed against each other, right? And then Rombi came in and we competed against, like he jumps in the group and we were always competitive against each other. Yeah, yeah, right? pushed each other, man. Yeah, yeah, we really pushed each other. And then at practice, those day threes, yeah. no huddle day threes. Yeah. The only live thing we do all week. And it oh, gets so yeah. competitive. Hey, so, hey, Calgary was, Calgary was, yeah, bro. That, it was too, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was a lot of competitiveness going on there. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, when we went live, yeah, we was going. Like, we was talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it, but, but that's what got us, you know, got us better. Saying, you know, B.I. out there chirping at you. Defense chirping back at the offense. Like, that's, that's how we got better. You know what I'm saying? We pushed each other, man. At the end of the day, it was just a little different like that in Montreal. Like, yeah. yeah, you really do it like that, like that in Montreal. Was it super competitive in Hamilton when you first got there at practice? Um, when I first when I first got there, it, you know, a little bit. Like I said, CT CT was the coldest dude out there at DV, man. Mm -hmm. Like when I, like when I first got there, my rookie camp, I didn't really see too. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I didn't really see too much. I remember. I don't know if you remember Bo Smith. Yep. Yeah, Rumby yeah, tore Bo, his. You know. he, ooh. Yeah. Tore yeah, his Achilles yeah. chasing Rumby. Rumby yeah, had 350 yard yeah. touchdowns against him on the last yeah, that one. Was, that was ugly. Gunshot. That was ugly. I said, ooh. And, they, and then they moved my butt to half because of that, man. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> but but it was it was me and him in rookie camp. And I just remember me and him the only ones making it out of there. But once we were, you know, once the vets got there and I seen everybody, it was, um, yeah, man, CT was it, bro. You know, I had a roommate. His name was Calvin, I think. I can't remember his last. He was from L.A. too. But um, I remember coming in the room just being, man, like, dude, I'm better than the dude out there in my spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? And he telling me, like, a young homie, it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? This is woo woo woo. He's like, now, you can sit over and be mad all you want, but this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And I just took that, like, all right, you know, and just kept grinding, kept getting better, kept getting better. And when we got into the game, you know, the, the guy that was in front of me just kept getting beat, kept getting beat, man. It was so funny because the head coach, Nick, he said, put Tisdale in. He can't do no worse. <laughs> I, said, I said, dang, coach. Like, Thanks for the confidence. He said, he can't do no worse. I said, oh, that's cold as ice, man. Oh, but, but, but I was, you know, and that was my first time getting in there and, you know, getting a feel for it. You know what I'm saying? Then I played. I remember uh, Killer went down, and then I got it in that field corner. And and man, Nick, when Killer went down, and I got in that field corner, that dude was at my house every day, bro. Getting me ready for that game. Dog. Solid dude. He, man. he was at my house every day, bro. He made sure I was ready for that game when I when when I got out there. You know what I'm saying? Not too many and, people like him, bro. Like you don't. And I tell him all the time, and he laughing. And I tell him like Killer, you don't know how much. I owe you, bro. I can never repay you for what you what you showed me. You know, the knowledge that you've given me, being there for me. Like, my first contract in Hamilton, 
I think they wanted to give me like when before I went to Calgary, Hamilton offered me two thousand as a signing bonus. You know, mm. and I'm I'm excited, man. You know, and, and Killer tell me <laughs> he looked at me, he said, "Look here, man, I will be your ass, man. You sign that contract, bro." <laughs> like, and I'm I, man, this, I only know Killer for three years, and this is what he told me. You know what I'm saying? But straight, he said, "You worth more than that." And you know, I had them, you know, people telling me, you know, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And Killer told me, like, watch, bro, watch when you hit free agency, what's gonna happen. And you know, I'm I'm worried because I'm like, man, ain't nobody, my own squad ain't really, you know, trying to show me no love. So I, I'm I'm not getting love, so I don't know what my value is. Nigga, I'm talking about 10 minutes before that deadline, baby. That phone started buzzing, homie. Like, man, hey, <laughs> I, I remember coach. Coach, um, who was he? Coach, ah, oh, the coach. He was in Saskatchewan for like six games, and they let him go. Dog, remember the head coach? I think brought off the, Marshall, Coach Marshall, Coach Marshall. Yeah, he was my DC in Hamilton, and man, I, 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 I did not think Coach Marshall liked me, man. The way he was on me, Nick, like the way he used to be on me, I did not think he liked me. As soon as he got that head coaching job, that was the first phone call I got, bro. Mm. That man called me, talking about look. I want you to come here. I'm like, dang, coach, I think you mess with me like that. <laughs> like, straight up, the way you used to be on my head in the meeting. Man, Nick, I remember I had a game, bro. I had two picks. It was Edmonton. I had two picks, one to the crib. We got in that meeting room. I'm sitting there looking at Killer like, damn, bro. Like, he just <laughs> let, bro, let me have it, dog. It was like I couldn't do I couldn't do right, you know what I'm saying? But then at yeah. the end of the year, before he left, he let me know, like, you know, I I see what you can do. I see what's in you, you know what I'm saying? And I just want to make sure I pushed you and kept you grounded, you know what I'm saying? And I told him, I appreciate that, coach, I do, yeah. you know? And, you know, and, and that's why he hit me up. But in Calgary called, man, and yeah, Calgary wasn't playing. Calgary wasn't about to let me go. When, once Brown Calgary Brown's, don't get too many free agents. Yeah, when, but when, when, when they Brown do. Called, yeah, they wasn't about to let me go. No, Murphy said, he said, you, nah, you ain't going nowhere, bro. He said, I don't care what somebody offer you. We will, we will give you more to come here. I said, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Went bought the red charge of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Went got I the remember. red charge of the yeah. match. Yeah. That's fun times, man. What do, you, what do you think always drove you to be the best that you could be? Right? When we think back about your journey through all of it, yeah. And to be where you are today, what do you when you look back, what do you think was the really driving force for you to really want to be the best? The fear of failing, man. The mm. fear of failing, dog, the fear of losing, the fear of you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I I I, I felt those pains before, you know what I'm saying, as a kid growing up. So like I knew what they was gonna feel like and that's just what drove me, dog. I didn't want to feel like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like those feelings, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like having to go through that, you know? So I just told myself, Joe, we just got to work hard. You know, we work hard, we be dedicated, you know what I'm saying? And and the number one thing I had to keep telling myself was believe in myself. Cause like I said, I had a lot of people trying to keep me down, Nick. Like I had a like CFL included, bro. Yeah. Like the stuff these coaches used to tell me, man, was just unreal, bro. It was just unreal, but you steady signing me for all this money though. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, it, it came down to me, man. Like I told you before, like, I didn't have to, at the end, I didn't have to look at myself, bro. I knew who I knew who I was. I knew what I could do. I knew what I did, you know what I'm saying? But that's what drove me, just that fact that everybody trying to keep me down, you know? They don't want to see, they don't want to let my light shine. And once, and like I said, once my wife gave me that information, 
she made me see my light, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's a bright light. And I, and I was angry at myself because I let those people dim me for so long. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And now I'm at that point where I'm, you can't even come in the room, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not letting nothing stop that. I'm not, I'm not living in that pushing myself for the fear of failure or losing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get it now because I know I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But like I said, she helped me see that, man. Like, she opened up my eyes to, to let me know, like, you are the light. And it's a reason why these people said the things that they said, because they seen that before you could. Yeah. 100%. 100. You just got a new decoordinator job at a high school. What <laughs> high school is it? Uh, Cass State High School, man. Cass State Coyotes. <laughs> okay, so what are you most in looking forward to about pouring in these young men? And, and helping them start their journey on, you know, from high school to college. And even if they don't play sports, but instilling yeah. something in them to, to yeah, be Yeah, and that's it. Uh, to be honest, I just hope I can just teach them, you know, give them, you know, some tools for life. Like I said, I didn't been through a lot, man. You know, I, I didn't have to fight through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got knowledge, you know, and I just want to be able to give it to them. I just want them to understand at this age, because at this age, I was caught up you know, in the in a in a flashy light. I told you the first time I seen them lights in that crowd, you know what I'm saying? I was caught up in that. And you know, and it took my it took my heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I just want them to understand like that's okay. There was nothing wrong with that. But but as you get older and become a man, you have to understand what this really is. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, whether you want to believe it or not, for most it don't love us back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it don't love everybody. For some it do. But it, for the most, it don't love you back. But that don't mean you can't accomplish what you set out to do within that game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You just got to understand what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I'm here to entertain. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what you did. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got to understand what you're there to do and do that. Don't let the, the, the outside stuff stop you from doing that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and that's really it. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to teach them football, but to me, there is no game better than football to prepare you for life, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, we were speaking out race earlier, now, and I just remembered I got my one race T-shirt on. One race, hey, that's it, buddy. One race, one. We won. It's actually got the city of Dallas right here in the in the picture, right? So, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying we 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 find up, but you know, one of the things is is that this is my clothesline, man. King, one race. Anybody? Okay, know, I, I, was, I like that hat. I'm just looking at that hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, but one of the biggest things for me is is always just giving the knowledge to the next generation. And, and this podcast is a way that people can see so many different stories from people getting yeah. cut, people like you talking about the workouts you're going to. Um, I tell my kids all the time, man the best players don't always play on, on game day. They don't. Right? And because it is a business. It is a business. At the end of the day, we have to respect it as a business. Yes, uh, that's one thing Ted Heller taught me um, early on in my career. And once I was able to do that, like I, I did all my own contracts after my first one. Yeah. Um, but even from that standpoint, I couldn't go in there and sit down with them to discuss my contract and if they gave me a low ball offer, be like, oh, they don't care about me. 
No, this is a business. They try to give me yeah. as cheap as they can. Yeah, exactly. That's that's their that's what they do, right? That's so what they do. So once you can put things in perspective, I believe it allows us to be able to deal with it. Just like I always say, I don't lie to myself about people. I, if I know who you are and I label you for who you are, I can deal with you in a certain capacity. Uh-huh. We're not gonna call you every day. We're not gonna hang out. <laughs> but I mean, if I see you out, I come hang out with you at the bar. For yeah, say hours. hi. You know. You know what I'm saying? Chop it like we best friends. Huh. But it don't mean that. I'm gonna pick up the phone the next day and call you. Be like, "What you doing today?" No, that was that experience. I know I can deal with you in that setting. I'm yeah, not gonna deal yeah, with you coming yeah. to my house. I'm not gonna deal with you. So you know what I'm saying. So being able to compartmentalize and label these things and understand that how the business works, right? I always knew going into it. My relationship with Calgary was: if I ball, I'm gonna get a contract. <laughs> I broke my leg in 2013. I didn't ball as well in 2014. I didn't get a contract. Of course, I was going to retire anyway, but I mean, same time. Huh. But same time, that's just what it is. That's just what it There's is. There's no ill will. No ill will, baby. No ill will, man. I appreciate you. I you know what I'm saying? You. And that's, but the thing is, is that you need to know uh, from me and, and probably Ram, I can say this for Ram and Cope for sure, and some, probably so many other receivers, dude, you were one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, like, I appreciate you talking about consistently in and out. One thing I want to get you your thoughts about was the game changed in 2014 because there was only 2,000 yard receivers in yeah. 2013 because there's 27 different starting quarterbacks. So instead yeah. of them looking and saying, oh, well, maybe the fact that 27 quarterbacks started and that was the reason for the dip, it was uh, we needed to get more offensive output. So they put the yeah. new rule in. Yes, sir. Teams are playing more zone, less man, yeah. because man created more pass interference penalties. Do you yep. think that affected the end of your career? Yes, sir. Definitely. 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 And, and it's funny because I remember playing in a game and a guy ran a route. He ran like an hour out, and I'm, I'm all over it. Like, and this is my nigga, this is my third year. This is yeah, my third year in um, Montreal. And like, I'm just like, man, I'm out there going crazy, going crazy. And I, I covered the guy, and the, and the ref threw the flag. And he said, you know, you know, I'm asking, like, what did I do wrong? Like, he was like, oh, you know, you was in his way. I'm like, what do you mean I was in his way? He was like, you have to, you know, let the receiver run his route. I said, okay, fair one. But now, what if he didn't beat me? What do I do? That man paused. Get out the way. <laughs> Nigga, I was bro. I, like... I didn't know what to say, dog. That ref told me, he paused and looked at me and said, you got to get out the way. Damn. I said, damn, bro. Like, so you telling me there's no way I can stop this man? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it, it was bad. And like, I'm talking about to go out there and get beat, bro. I worked too hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, to put myself in this position to make a play. And now you telling me. I have to get lucky to make a play out here. Like, you know, that, like that's crazy. And, and, and even when I went to, when Montreal let me go and I went to, to Hamilton, they said oh, the same Hamilton. thing, man. They said the same, like, what you do, that's not what's needed. It's not what's needed. Like, yeah, like you said, everybody's playing zone. So Jeff, we gonna pay you all this money and you're the only one that can play man. For what? Same reason Tampa Bay traded uh, Revis. 
when, we, when they got a new coach said we're gonna run cover two i don't need the number one corner to run you play don't cover need two. and and that's just bro that's just what it, i need I the money lose. to go to a different position that's yeah. gonna be more important than a corner we don't need exactly. and, and and i and I, like i said i asked him because i didn't understand and i'm like well coach what about you know the the sjs man you know what about these 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 top receivers out here bro that i had success with and not too many other people have you know what i'm saying like what about that you know well if you if you look at it, or if if they score on us, they got the same they got the same thing we got on defense. So we still gonna score on them. So now it's gonna come down to two minutes. Who got the ball? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it's gonna come down to. And like I said, and and at that moment I'm like, whoa, you know, like, you know, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we got I gotta accept it, dog. Like our time is up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't they don't need me no more fast. So. That's just what it is, man. You know, and like you said, no ill will, bro. None at all. Because my time there, hey, baby, I, hey, I did exactly what they needed me to do. They uh, bought me. He said, I need you to come here and play, man. Came in there and strapped up, baby. That's Straight true. like that. New DC coming there. We don't run, man. He Huff, t Huff told me to my face. He said, Jeff, we don't run. We're not running man anymore. So I don't mm -hmm. need you anymore. That's he a said, 14, huh? Yeah, if, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was 12. Was, was it 12? Because I was only a cow. I was a cowboy in 2011. Yeah, 11 and then yeah. 12. Yeah, that's right. Because 12, yeah. you went. Uh, you got traded. I went to back Montreal. to Hamilton. Yeah. And 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 I remember Huff told me, man. He said, uh, you know, I I I don't really need you. You know what I'm saying? But he said, I'm gonna do you a favor. And I'm gonna send you back home. And I, and I respect him for that. You know, he could have traded me anyway. He could have traded me to Edmonton or Saskatchewan. But you know, he sent me back to Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Where I, you know where I wanted to be at, where I was comfortable at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. But, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, they just didn't need me. And then I remember Montreal called, called me and who was the dude? Joey? Remember Joey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Joey tried, Joey tried to play Joey me. Joey tried to play me. He, Abrams tried to play me. He was like, yeah. So, um, because uh, that was my year in, in, um, in Hamilton. I only had two picks. You feel what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, you know, yeah. your numbers kind of went down. I said, slow down, bro. No, no. <laughs> I said that was the defense. I said, I said, nah. -uh. I said you, you. I said you bring me to any camp, and I'm gonna show you what I'm working with. Oh, yeah. oh okay. You feel it? And they and they flew me out there to that mini camp, and I set it off. Like, don't, don't. The board. The worst thing you can do is try me, bro. Yeah. Like I, I ain't running from. I ain't turning down no phase. That ain't happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you put me out there, and I'm gonna show you what I can do. Like I 100%. said, I'm going against the all in Bruce, uh, Cope, you. Rambo, uh, SJ, J. Rich, like K. Watt when he Chad went there, Owens. that boy was so crazy. The Chad Owens, like, bro, I'm going to Come on, man, I'm going against dogs out here, bro. And Ooh. I'm being successful. Like, come on, man. Like, you're not gonna sit up here and try me like that. You know what I'm saying? But he did. And when I got out there, you seen what? First year out there, bro. Seven led yep. the league. Like, don't try me. <laughs> That's all I got. Hundred percent. One hundred. But you, you know. Less talent than you didn't have less talent. I'm saying that we talk about less talent of being a, a long career pro and having the ability to think, ability to understand the business yeah. and the ability to grow. Right. Dude, I I always say, man, you're Tiz Island, we talk about it all the time. I I had more fun at practice than I think a lot of people realize is because of how we used to compete and how day in, day out, uh, how competitive it was. But it, it was definitely an enjoyable 
enjoyable ride. When you look back at it all, man, just your whole life. Um, I don't know when the last time you talked about everything like we did today. How oh, you been a long time, man. How I you feel, feel good, bro. I feel good, man. You know, like it was, it was good. My wife told me, you know, she said, "This is your chance, man." You know, tell them. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm being. I'm being. If anybody want to say I lied, show me where I lied at. You know, but yeah. I'm gonna speak. I'm not gonna sit up here and sugarcoat anything. I'm not trying to not hurt nobody's feelings. I don't care, bro. I'm telling you my story. You know That's what I'm it. saying? And, and you know, shoot, I, I appreciate that, bro. Like I said, I appreciate the respect you give me for my for my craft. I, you know, I was you know I respect your craft. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But I, I appreciate this opportunity. In the back behind you, what what's that hanging up there? I see. I think it says family. Oh. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just uh just a little little full of mirror pictures and stuff, man. Just of my uh family and stuff, you know, we was awesome. kids and stuff growing up. You know what I'm saying? Got the pool table. Got the little pool table, you know. How good are good you? On it. Oh, are I'm you pretty good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I'm not about to sit up here and just say like, you know, <laughs> I'm the greatest, but I can hold my water, you know. <laughs> I can hope. Hey, if somebody out there colder, uh, I ain't about to sit out there and run up on you, but best believe it, this is your second time playing. I'll play you. <laughs> <laughs> man, I appreciate you for coming through, Jeff. It's been a appreciate blast, you, man. man. It's good to get back connected with you, man, because you just, like I said, I, especially you guys coming out of California, it's a different lifestyle there. Yeah. yeah. Right? New York is different. California is different. Yeah. Um, I always said if, if if other states, if there was like four or five other states that could get the same programs and funding that Texas has for football, yeah, it'd be, be something It'd be serious. different. It'd be different. That's true. That's definitely true. It'd be different. Yeah. Any last words to the people, man? Any last thing you want to leave them with? Hey, man. Just be happy, man. Show love, man. You know what I'm saying? Show love to everybody you come across because at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, hey, uh, what they say, love and peace, homie. <laughs> love and peace. <laughs> Can anybody get a hold of you on social media if they want to get a hold of you for anything? Oh, man, I don't really do social media, man, to be honest with you, Nick. You I go. don't. Like, I don't, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Low man. key on his island. I don't. Hey, I told you, <laughs> with the chair in it, with the chair in the margarita, baby, I'm telling you. Wait, 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 wait to see him, Nick. Want to come? Hey, try to hit me with one of these tsunamis or something. <laughs> Man, look, I I've never been to California. I need to get out there. I'm looking forward to coming to Southern California soon. Hey, so hit me definitely up, gonna man. hit you hit up, up, man. Definitely gotta hit you up. And yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. But you know, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Lulu Lounge, baby. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. I definitely and, will. Um, Lulu Lounge. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm working on so many things, so. I'm going to keep it going, man. Keep this going and, and keep getting these stories out that need to be told. And, definitely, um, definitely. You know, it, it's, it's so good because sometimes we don't realize just because people don't openly say how much they respected our game and, and things like that all the time, but sometimes you'll meet people or somebody will hear this and be like, you know what, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Like one of my yeah. favorites, right? Yeah. And now they'll get the opportunity to, to showcase it and show it. So. I appreciate you, my brother, for coming on, sharing your story, um, and just everything that you did, all your preparation, everything. Because as a competitor, I'm so thankful that everybody else took it as serious as I did. I'm so thankful that people took time to be the best they could be because they made me push to be hard, uh, better. 
right? They pushed me harder to be better. And um, yeah, man, nothing but respect for you, brother. All day, bro. Say, hey, I appreciate it, Nick. I appreciate it, bro. I really do. And if you get a chance, man, check out my young man, dude. He got his little YouTube channel too, man. <laughs> what's what's his YouTube you, channel? Um, uh, Jeffrey Tisdale. Jeffrey Tisdale. Jeffrey Tisdale. Spelled the same way as yours? Hey, same way. Jeffrey Messiah Tisdale, man. There you go. I'm going to check it out. Make sure you go check it out. This is the Lulu Logic Podcast, and we out. All right.